Hi, everybody, and welcome to Comics and Coffee, starting your day out the nerdy way. I am Bobby Shortle, and I'm here with Nikki Alfaro. Good morning, guys. Nikki, good morning. How are you doing today? I'm pretty good. Um, the last two days were my two days off during the week, so after this, I'm going back to the Silver Snail. Um, nothing to complain about. <laughs> how is the, how is the job going, Nikki? It's really good. Um, get to talk about comics all day. <laughs> um, Tuesdays, I get to to pick out my comics, and I get to have first pick of the variant issues. So that's that's really good. The only time I get variants is because we don't pay extra for them. <laughs> so mm -hmm. that's always nice. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So. Uh, Obviously, uh, Ant-Man is opening today. Uh, they had some, you know, pre-screenings last night, and it opens wide uh, today. Uh, I got to see it last night, and uh, if you're a $25 a Patreon member, there's already a review, uh, kind of an early review from me, Bob, and Steve. Uh, we recorded it at the little bar at the movie theater right after the movie was over um, <laughs> on my iPhone, so there's that. But... Uh, and obviously, we're going to be doing our full review uh, on the show this week. Uh, it'll be that'll be uh, up on Wednesday. But Nikki, you got to see it as well, right? Yep. And uh, what did you think? I really enjoyed it. It was really, really fun. Um, I don't know what I expected, um, but I expected that I would laugh a lot, and I did. And I thought it would be cute, and it was. <laughs> I just, I never thought I'd be so attached to insects. <laughs> but those ants are cute, man. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I, my overall impressions just very, very broadly are that I really enjoyed it, and I thought it was, like you said, a ton of fun. Uh, I laughed a lot, and I think the performances were pretty great ac across the board. Um, do you have any favorite moments, Nikki? Not spoilery, um, obviously. <laughs> there's a fight scene that you don't expect. That was great. Mm, that Yes, that was great. Um, being as vague as possible. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess the family moments, too, uh, I really enjoyed. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I know it's, 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 you've only seen it once, and it's just coming out, but... Uh, it, what uh, you don't need to put a number on it, but like where in the Marvel movie rankings would you put it? Like, what is it like in your top five, your top ten, near the bottom? What would you say? I think I'd put it higher. I don't know if it'd be in the top five necessarily. I need to watch it again, but it's mm -hmm. definitely higher on my scale just because. Unlike the more recent films, I went into it totally surprised or like I didn't really go looking looking for any spoilers or I didn't like the trailers didn't really spoil me too much, I guess, mm -hmm. which is really right. nice. Um, but I'd have to watch it again to to really put it on a like a numbered scale. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I think that. So, uh, last night, like as soon as we got out of the movie, uh, Steve tweeted that he we had seen it, and then somebody already asked him immediately, like, "Where does it rank?" 
like put a number on it for your for your for your Marvel movies, and it's it's tough because you have to watch. I've seen most of those movies multiple times, so it's tough to rank something off of the first watch or something mm-hmm. like that. But uh, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it again and looking forward to talking about it in depth because I think there's some cool stuff there. And uh, I will say this: you know, if you're waiting for Marvel uh, to stumble. Uh, and obviously it's all subjective, and if you don't like the movie, you don't like the movie, but if you're waiting for Marvel to stumble in any sort of like overall f- real way, then this is not the time where that's going to happen. Um, it's definitely not a stumble for them. It's a different movie for them. It's a smaller movie for them, no pun intended. Uh, but it's definitely not a stumble for, for them. Oh, and I really liked how they, they credited Edgar Wright for, mm. for, like, when you see the credits, he's, his name is there quite a bit, which, yeah. you know kudos to them for doing that absolutely absolutely um so yesterday too uh they released entertainment weekly is doing has done a cover story on um x-men age of apocalypse and uh they released some some behind the scenes and i'm not all behind the scenes some behind the scenes some production stills from from the movie uh we get to see a little bit of magneto uh and uh a little bit of kind of professor x and uh, uh, Mystique, although she's more issues in her like a raven, dark home uh, look. She's another the blue skin going on. Uh, but the big thing, right, is we get to see we got there's one shot. The shot that's kind of, I guess, lit up the internet for several reasons is uh, a shot of Storm, uh, Apocalypse, and uh, Psylocke, which one of those characters we've seen in iteration before. The other two, obviously, we've never seen in. In the movies, um, Nikki, did you get a chance to check out those pictures? I've I've seen a couple of them. Um, mm-hmm. well, well, I mean, have you, you've seen the the big one, right? You've seen the one that everyone's yeah. talking about. Yeah. Okay. What did you think of it? Somebody pointed out that Apocalypse looks like um, Thanos' little brother. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of can't get that out of my head. Um, <laughs> I love the way that Storm looks. Um, that's, uh, like, she looks awesome. Um, Psylocke will always be my problematic favorite character in (laughs) X-Men. And seeing her, that's not going to (laughs) change. Um, like, somebody pointed out that, you know, everybody got kind of an updated look, I guess. But you can see where they kept the classic look. Mm-hmm. And um, did they really need to be that cleavage shot? I, I they, mean, they I, I will, I will I say know. this. I mean, obviously, it's, it's the old, old, old costume, right? The costume before the kind of most recent uh, redesign, which, which took one of the most, like, skimpy costumes in, in comic books and actually gave her something that was, that was functional, right? Uh, I believe it was a, a Chris Anka redesign of, yeah. of the character, right? So, uh, and I, I can to- I totally see that thing. What I will say is that I think that the X Men movies have always been bad about costumes, and not in an offensive way, just in a let's make everybody look the same. Um, let's put everybody in black leather or something and, and just go. And it seems like here. Um, they are seemingly adopting a, a lot more of the comic book iconography than they ever have before. Uh, where we've yet to see 
really Sophie Turner. Even in that leaked footage, we don't see her as really uh, a battle-ready X-Man. You know, we don't see what she's going to be wearing there. Uh, I just keep going back to the 90s X-Men cartoon, the opening, where she's yeah, like, like the, Jean like the, Grey. The, the poop thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, everybody has, like, uh, the that it's Jean Grey. <laughs> yeah. Um, we haven't seen her kind of ready to go with her with her awesome superhero name of Jean Grey. Um, uh, we haven't seen that yet. We, we've seen a little, cl there's a little clip of Jubilee in that thing where she looks very Jubilee, you know. Mm -hmm. Um as different as Apocalypse looks than the comics, he still is a much more uh, stylized and comic booky look to him than, than he has ever had before. And uh, I think that it seems like that's kind of where they're going with it. They're trying to make them look more d differentiated. You know, if you look at like, I mean, Deadpool obviously is not in this movie, it's a different movie, but he pretty much has the costume, right? The costume that he's always had. And, and so I, I'm hoping that Fox goes more towards embracing the the comic book looks of the especially of the x-men because there's no group of characters that's more diverse you know and more interesting looking than the x-men with their different costumes but is it just the uh the costume for you nikki that you don't like or is you do you do you think that do you like olivia munn i don't know i don't know what's the whole kind of your whole kind of opinion about movie Psylocke. i will have to wait um on uh, for Olivia Munn's portrayal, just because like I really, I really like her. Like I, I like her from the newsroom, and like I think she's a perfect choice. Um, but Psylocke has always, in the comics at least, in terms of representation, she's always been a problematic character. Mm. So well, I mean, what what do you mean by that? I, maybe people don't know what you mean. Oh, okay. So Betsy Braddock. Um, English woman, white. Um, at some point in the comics, she gets her mind switched with a uh, Japanese woman, an, an assassin. And like to this day, she's kind of just been like, oh, she's an Asian character, but not really. And it's just kind of, it's really problematic in that way. Um, mm -hmm. Especially because a lot of artists don't really draw her as Asian. Um, so it's it's kind of confusing where she's at at this point. Um, but yeah, uh, I, Olivia Munn herself is um, part Asian. Mm -hmm. yeah, so it's, it's uh, we'll just have to see how that goes. I don't think they're gonna go that route because Mojo is always a confusing part of X-Men comic lore. Um, but yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I doubt they're going to be like, she used to be a British woman, and now she's Olivia Munn. You know, I, I, yeah. I, I, I doubt that they'll do that. Um, uh, bringing in that whole kind of Captain Britain kind of angle, it would be, would be very tough, I think, in, in this point in the, in the X-Men films. But uh, you said, you know, she's your, your problematic kind of favorite character, one of, your, one of your favorite characters. What are some of your favorite stories with her? Uncanny X Force, Rick Remender. Mm. Yes. That stands at the forefront, basically. <laughs> yeah, that is a pretty. Off that was. I, I had always, you know, I kind of died in and out X Men stuff um, for a long time, and I'd always known her as a character and liked that. I, 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 I liked her kind of like. She could be very badass, but obviously she had a very. Um, 
problematic visual style, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and uh, it wasn't until Uncanny X-Force that I really grew to love the character in, in sort of way. Um, and, and I think that she's kind of brilliant in that story. And uh, it's a shame because since that story ended, I don't really think she's had uh, any sustained greatness in, in the book since then. I mean, the Uncanny X-Force follow-up, which I believe was Dennis Hopeless, I believe, uh, was okay, but it was... Oh, I it couldn't just, stand that. It just... Uh, <laughs> not, not, not her portrayal. The book itself was okay. <laughs> her portrayal is... She's just like, ridiculously angry all the time in it, and I don't really understand it. Um, and then she has moments in the adjectiveless X-Men book yeah, <clears throat> that are good, uh, but mm -hmm. she's never really... I stopped, I dropped off that book, but she was never really featured, you know, heavily. She would always kind of be like, and this is Psylocke and she gets the job done, was kind of like her, her kind of MO in that book, which was cool, but um, it's a far cry from the depth we got in Uncanny X-Force with her. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, as far as on, uh, Age of Apocalypse movie in general, I think that, I talked a little bit on, on the main show, but after seeing that, leaked footage, um, I think it looks really good. And I think that uh, I've always been, I can't help but be a fan of the Brian Singer X-Men movies because, you know, obviously there was Blade and the Blade did well and it kind of started to open the door, but X-Men 1 was the first one to really show like, we can make a substantial amount of money uh, uh, on these movies and off of something that's not Superman or Batman. You know, um, Spider-Man followed up very soon after that, but, uh, and so they it has they have a soft place in my heart um, for all their kind of flaws. They 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 share all the flaws that all early comic book movies. I think early in the, the second wave of like the the early two thousands um, share. But I feel like they opened the doors a little bit for 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 weirder portrayals and, and other stuff like that. And so I will always have a soft spot in my heart to, for, for these movies as we go along. I'm excited to see Nightcrawler in action. Like I, mm -hmm. the, that picture of Nightcrawler looks amazing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm hopeful too. Um, X Men has always been like there. There are two um, main comic books that I grew up with um, in in the superhero genre, and one of them was X Men, and the other one was Superman. So I'm I'm just very attached to. I guess what my idea of X-Men is. So it's kind of hard for me to watch the movies sometimes. Yeah. But as soon as I let go of what I think the films should be as an adaption, I can enjoy them I can enjoy them more. That's what happened with First Class, with Days of Future Past. Um, I just gotta go along with the ride and enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I think I think we I talked about this when we reviewed Days of Future Past, but you know, you have to think about them. They're not built on the same foundation that the Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff is, right? Or, or even the, the DC Cinematic Universe, whatever that's going to be. They're built on the foundation uh, before it was important to be super beholden to everything and the idea of building any sort of universal uh, universe in, in movies. And, and so they tend to go towards more, like, more being good traditional sort of Hollywood action movies than they do going towards, um, you know, superhero movies. And and I mean, like, the great action movies, not, like, stuff that's kind of overblown and, and overstuffed, but kind of those, like, 
70s, 80s action movie feeling. I think they go for that a, a lot more. And when they hit that, it's, I think Days of Future Past hit that the best. But this seems like it's moving more towards straight up comic book stuff, just from the, what, what they're doing with it. And uh, I agree. I think Storm looks great. I'm, I'm excited about that. Uh, I'm excited but for anyone but Holly Berry to play her. So uh, I'll be happy about that. And I, I don't think Apocalypse looks bad. I think that people were very, very hard on it. Um, but I, I like the look. I think that it's going to look way different in action anyway on, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a movie than it does in some picture uh, in Entertainment Weekly. So um, I, I'm still looking forward to that. And Oscar Isaac is a great actor. So I'm looking forward to seeing that too. Uh, have you ever watched uh, X-Men Evolution? I have not, actually, no. It's, I think it's the best adaption of the comics. Like, it has that, that, I don't know, that X-Men feel to it, even though it's totally different. I mean, mm. Scott and Jean are in high school, along with Kitty, Nightcrawler, um, Storm's nephew, Spike, which is supposed to be, like, Marrow. Um, and, like, they go to high school with the brotherhood <laughs> oh, okay as well but i i really enjoy that um storm and wolverine are the teachers i guess at this at the school so it kind of like automatically removes the love triangle between scott gene and wolverine and it allows that their like dynamics to play out a little bit better <laughs> without that love, mm -hmm. love yeah love triangle. yeah um, and they really, in four seasons, they really did a good job of, um, they built up towards the, their, them going up against Apocalypse. Um, so yeah, it's one of my all-time favorite cartoons. <laughs> cool. That's awesome. I mean, I know they're, I, I've seen a bit, I think they did a Wolverine and the X-Men one, um, which was also a very good, um, but I, I grew up obviously on the nineties one, um, and I don't really go back to watch it because I'm pretty sure if I went back to watch it that it would be bad. Yeah. Um, you know, for an, for an adult to watch. Yeah. Obviously. Um, uh, but a lot of my knowledge of, of X Men, a lot of my and I think that it's true for a lot of people like around my age is that a lot of my attachment to the X Men came from that cartoon. Yeah. Uh, and, and I knew a lot about the stories and the characters um, based on that. And it's funny because. Um, <laughs> I have a huge bias against Jubilee because of that show, because she was so unbearable uh, uh, in the 90s cartoon that it's taken really just in the last few years for me to actually think of her as like a legitimate um, good character, uh, <laughs> which I think is funny because it, it, it gave me a lot of, it gave me a lot of good stuff, but it also gave me that where I just, I, I was like, Oh, Jubilee. She just is annoying and throws fireworks at people. Like that's all I would think of. Her as, so. I think at the same time I was watching it, I was also reading little digests of um, Claremont's X-Men and mm. the ones where Kitty was in it. So at the same time I was watching the 90s X-Men cartoon, I was just like, where is this character? She's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> like, that was weird, guess, right? <laughs> you get Julie <laughs> instead, not Kitty Pride. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. I never even thought of that, why Kitty wasn't in the show. In that way, she eventually is in the show, though, isn't she? Because I think I thought I remembered Lockheed being on the show at some point. But I don't, I don't actually remember. remember. Um, I haven't gone I'm back sure to rewatch it. I have gone yeah. back to rewatch X Men Evolution, and it does hold up. 
It's all on Netflix, I think, right? Or it used to be at least. I don't know I, if it still is. I don't but know. It used to be all on Netflix. I don't yeah. know. I have it all on um on DVD, so you can watch it. I'm gonna look it up while we're recording. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, did you read any books yet this week? Um, yes, I've read Siege number one, which I'm reviewing for Talking Comics. And how was that? Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, it was one of the books I was looking forward to most out of Secret Wars. And um, so far, everything about the book, even though, uh, what's the artist's name? Felipe. Felipe Andrade. Yeah. I, I wasn't the biggest fan of his art in Captain Marvel, um, but it works really well here. And his splash pages are amazing. Um, but yeah, uh, Abigail Brand is awesome. And um, you get a lot more depth to it um, than you would think. I guess that's all I'm gonna say. No well, that's that's cool. <laughs> so um, it's called Siege, but it's really more of like a, it's sort of like a sequel to like Sword, right? More, it more than it is, I think, to Siege. I just uh, kind of think it's it's basically Jon Snow and the Night's Watch, but on Battleworld. Huh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> But yeah, that Anything was else? good. Um, what else did I read? That's not good. Can't remember it. Um, <laughs> Black Canary. There we go. Oh, how <laughs> I was that? Black Canary so long ago because Brendan sent me <laughs> like a review copy. So <laughs> um, I forgot that it came out this week. I loved it. 10 out of 10 if we did that kind of rating <laughs> on the site. But we don't. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Annie Wu's art is just amazing. And um, I always forget who the colorist is, but it's a colorist for uh, Deadly Class. Lee. Oh, Lee Lowridge? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the colors are. I don't even have words for them. They're just. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> my description for the colors. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, <laughs> I've only read a few things. I read Hawkeye 22, which. Is our shared book of the week this week on the, on, on the big show. So I'll say my thoughts on that. I kept to say that it definitely satisfies um, for a conclusion to, to that series. And then I have read Justice League uh, 42, which is bonkers crazy. Uh, it's just great. They're, they're doing this whole dark side war. And the end, the last panel, the last page is just, I don't even know how to explain it. I can't, I'm not going to spoil it, but it's, it's, whew. It's out there. Um, I might read yeah, it before work uh, then. <laughs> yeah, check it out because it's it's pretty crazy. Um, uh, also, I mean, really quick, I, we're not. I don't want to. The other thing that I took away from this past week was uh, Grant Morrison did an interview with the Nerdist, and he talked about his Wonder Woman Year One, a uh, Year One Earth One book, uh, and it's got me pretty excited about it. Uh, the things he was saying. He did say that they redesigned the plane so it looked like a vagina. Uh, <laughs> Uh, which I thought was, hmm. yep, was pretty crazy. Um, but he, he said that about like that. He said that in the story, he made sure to get rid of all, all kind of like phallic imagery in in, in the story. He like removed it all. The kind of stuff you'd normally see. The only th only thing that's there is like they're kind of the, these towers from Greece or whatever that show like where the Amazons came from. But um, he said some really cool stuff. I, I recommend going and, and checking out the interview. If you search Grant Morrison Nerdist, you'll find it. Uh, but he says some pretty great things about Wonder Woman, and it's made me very excited to 
to, to read that story whenever it comes out. He says it's done, too. He says DC has it. So uh, it's him and Yannick Paquette. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how all that, all that goes down. Um, really quick, we have one question, and then we're going to get out of here. Start our Well, I'm going to go to work, but then I'll start my weekend after that. How important – this is from Brad Pinder. He's at the Brad Pinder. How important is continuity in the comics universe you read? Do all books need to connect, or do you prefer independence? What do you say, Nikki? Um, I'd say that there's enough of a variety out there that if I want continuity, I know where to go. And if I want independent stuff, I know exactly where to go. Image. <laughs> cough, cough. Um, but, yeah, it really depends. Um, in terms of superhero comics, I, I do enjoy continuity. Um, but I also... I also really, really love what if stories or Elseworld stories. So, um, I don't know. It just depends on what I feel like reading on a day to day basis, week to week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that I like continuity. I like big universes, and 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 I like the idea of things being connected. Uh, I I I don't like the idea of things though being so beholden to continuity and to ongoing stories in other books and other places that they don't get to tell good stories of, of their own um and so i think that that it's, it's a double-edged sword in that way you know it really really is uh so you, you kind of have to balance the two things between each other i'm a big fan of continuity within the same title within the same run you know so like uh, Scott Snyder has been doing Batman for three and a half years. Like, I like the idea that he can play within his own story wherever he wants, you know, so the Court of Owls stuff can come up again or the stuff that was in Death of the Family came back at Endgame, stuff like that. I like that idea a lot. Uh, and so I love continuity in that way. And I love, I love things paying off, you know, because you, 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 you invested as a reader in knowing what's going on. You get paid off with like, oh my God, this thing happened and it meant this back in, a year ago or whatever. That stuff's all really cool, but like you said, Nikki, I, there's so much. There's so many options. Like, I, I if I don't want a continuity, I'll go to Image, you know, or I'll go to or go to Dark Horse or or, or whatever, and I'll find books that are out, or don't have continuity that just live within themselves and, and do their own thing. I, I think that things like this, it's like people. Like you can't you can't carve out the part pieces of people that you want and be like, if only <laughs> if you were just these things, you would be a wonderful person. You know, like. <laughs> You know, books are the comics are the comics, and the reasons you love them are also the reasons you hate them. It's it's just like anything else. Um, but you got to take the the stuff that you love with the stuff you don't like. In, in this sense, not like an overall like you know like this really serious stuff uh, <laughs> st uh, thing. But with this kind of stuff, you got you got to take the good for the bad and know that you know oh, I don't like it when this event butts into this book, but I do love that like you know Ms. Marvel and Captain Marvel could meet each other. You know, so you have to you have to you have to take both because you, you can't have one without the other, in my opinion. Yeah, focus so, like, on the good it. stuff. Focus on yeah, the good stuff because totally. anything else will drive you mad and will make you hate comics. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's just one of those things where you, you know, if you, exactly, you just need to love what you love and if it's stuff you don't like, don't read. That's kind of the way that the, I, I, I always think about it. But I think that's going to do it for comics and coffee. Uh, this week. If you want to get in touch with us, uh, it's at Talking Comics on Twitter. Um, and you can email us, podcast at talkingcomicbooks.com. If you do 
um, email us, use comics and coffee in the subject line, and if you do tweet at us, use hashtag talking Java. Uh, I'm at Bobby Shortle on Twitter. Nikki. I am at I am Asian Batgirl. Cool. And you're doing a review of Siege this week, so yep. people should look out for that mm-hmm. as well. Um, and if you're in the Toronto area, go uh, go to the Silver Snail and say hello. Um, <laughs> if you're in my area, I mean, I just I work at a place where you can't just walk in, so that's not going to really <laughs> work out. That'd be weird if you just walked in. Um, <laughs> but that's going to do it for Comics and Coffee uh, for this week. Thank you for starting your day at the Nerdy Way with us, and we will see you next time.